you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Welcome to Hello Somebody, a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartMedia, where we rage against the machine, where we raise our voices against injustice and stand up for justice, where we embrace hope and joy with an optimism for a brighter, more just future. Each week, I'll be dropping knowledge, whether it's a solo episode from me or a hearty discussion with esteemed guests doing great things in spaces and places of politics, entertainment, social justice, and beyond. We get real, baby. I mean, really real. We get honest. We get up close and personal for you. Yes, you. Because everybody is somebody. Before we begin, I want to give a special shout out to my team. Thank you, Sim. Tiffany, Sam, and the team over at Good Juju Studios, Erica England, Pepper Chambers, the hot one, and my social media team. It is always, and I mean always, a good feeling when you're in the presence of good friends, family, and great people that you meet along this journey. Can I get a hello somebody on that? Yes. And my journey has led me to meet one of the most talented, creative, and beautiful spirits on this earth. And I do not say that often. And I know also on this life journey, we bump into people who you would much rather not bump into. (laughs) I do believe that everybody is in your life for a reason and a season. Some people's season is long, some are shorter, but it is a reason and a season. And so my journey has led me to this moment 
to be in the presence of both as a friend and as a professional, the one and only Pepper Chambers. And baby, she is the hot one. Uh, Pepper is not only a social justice advocate, but she is also an international writer, producer, educator. Please let, let's give Pepper a hello, somebody. Welcome. Hey, Pepper. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. <laughs> so it's so, so good to have you here with me. Um, let's start off. How are you doing? What are things, what's, what's going on in your life right now? Oh my gosh, thank you. And it's such an honor to be here. I'm so, this is a beautiful moment to try to make me cry with all the loveliness you just said. Um, things are it's going all great. True. It's all true. <laughs> Thank you so much. Really, it makes me feel very good. Uh, things are going great here. I, I've, I'm. It's funny as a as a writer and as a creator and this international person as I am. I'm in a moment where I've moved from Los Angeles to Arizona, and I I put on this new persona for myself of the suburban woman and it's kind of interesting for me. But it's also allowing me to tap into the things that are important to me. So I've, I've really gotten back to being a writer this past year, uh, past six months of living here. And um, it's like my playwriting has really taken off. And that's, that's, that's like, that's the part that I'm stepping into in this moment. Like I am a playwright. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you are a creative and uh, yes. creatives are, I mean, creatives absolutely make the world go round from poetry to song to sculpture to dance yeah i mean where what would we be as human beings you know really without creatives without the arts it would be a pretty dull life it would yeah. be completely dull and being creative has 100 percent been the the force of my life and of my journey so i started out as wanting to be I wanted to be famous like Paul Abdul. Like I really, I really wanted to be a famous singer. And so I was like, oh, I'll be like Paula Abdul. And so I knew that she was an NBA dancer and like that was her stepping stone. So I figured I'll just do that. And so then I I auditioned. I'm living in Wisconsin and I that's where I'm from. And I auditioned for the Chicago Bulls. And did I didn't really? make it. I did. I auditioned. I went in there and you'll appreciate because we're both Midwest girls. And so I had like ponytail and kids and cut off shorts. And I'm like, I'm good. I'm a dancer. I'm going to make it. I didn't even get past the, the, the hello, my name is. They're like, cut. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, rude awakening. Oh. <laughs> and what, what did that experience teach you? Because even though it's one thing to admire Paula Abdul and her gift, keyword, yeah. her gift, because I love me some Paula Abdul too. Right. What in the after effects did you really come away? Well, first of all, the, you know, how did you feel? like right after that? And then what oh. did you learn from that many years later? Oh my gosh. In that moment, I can literally feel myself in those damn cutoff shorts. And I was like, I felt gutted. I felt so like not prepared. I felt, you know, I, I was coming off of college and being the star athlete and being amazing. And then to go into this other space where I was not even seen. So I felt invisible, but because of the person that I am, and I know you're this person too, I realized, oh, okay, this is a learning moment. I need, what do I need to do? Because you're not going to tell me no. I need to put some makeup on. I need to get like, uh, go and get some, some real clothes, you know, and like get a good bra and get some boobs. Okay. You know, and so I learned and it's funny, but I realized, you know, and it took me three times to try out 
I, I had to, in this, so this took four years for me to finally make it. But I learned that being an NBA dancer is about representing a brand. You know, I had a marketing degree from college. So I'm like, oh, okay, this is not just being cute on the thing, on the dance floor. This is about a job and you have to be prepared for that job. And so that's, that's what, that's what I learned over the course of it. But in that moment, I felt so small, so defeated. So like, oh gosh, just bad. Yeah, but but the way I mean, the way you're pulling this lesson in and it definitely is giving me encouragement listening to it, you realized in that moment, even though how those people made you feel, because for them, this was a business decision. It really was not personal, technically not personal, because I know we, exactly. we throw that around a lot. Sometimes stuff is personal. I, I want the yeah. somebody uh, family to understand that, you know, they exactly. especially say that mess in politics to really uh, excuse away people's very, very bad behavior. However, I want to put a however, in some moments, it really is not personal, it's all about business. And so for you saying you had your mind fixated, okay, here's my goal. Paula Abdul is in my mind's eye. I admire her for these reasons. And I am going to emulate what I saw at that time as greatness. Like she was at the yes. top of her game. She was the best in the business. And you also took solace in what did I learn here? And also I will not be denied. And so that yes. forced you to further dig deeper and do a little more research and studying. And then you layered onto that enthusiasm that you had walking into that door. And what really stuck out for me about what you just said is that, oh, this is a brand. This is a business. And it's not just about being yep. cute, cute and having cut off shorts. It's a whole other thing wrapped around this. People in the public don't know, but once you're on the inside, you see all those things really do go together. Absolutely, absolutely. And imagine, so this is, I'm de you know, this is 1990. By the time I made it, it's 1996. So the Bulls were world champions, like the best. A thousand girls, I'm not exaggerating, were auditioning for this position. So this was, yeah, this was an engine. It was a thing. It was, um, you know, with everything that you described, so just setting the theme, like Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, you know, it was, it was, it was the everything. So you had to know that you were a part of a system and an organization. And, and I'll add on, because I think it's important. I was also, I, I went to college and I had a marketing degree and um, I ended up working in investments after college. I couldn't find a job and my dad's friend hired me in his company. So I worked in mutual funds for six years. We were talking about creativity, not creative, not for me, you know, and I was in nylons and suits and, you know, walking around in this stupid building. And I, you know, I really did not like that job, but I knew that I had to, number one, sort of please my father, because he's like, you're going to get a job. We paid for your education. You're, you're going to be working. And also know that I had this creative life where I didn't. I believed in myself, but I didn't know that I could be a performer, you know, and, and you talk about this a lot on the show where, you know, kind of with grandma and stuff where we didn't have, there wasn't a role model in my family that had already been a performer and been a creative. That was kind of something you did on the side and happy for you and your creative, but you're going to go and get that job. And in fact, yes. when I got that job, my grandma said to me, I was complaining and she's like, aren't you glad that those people gave you that job? 
And man, I, I fixed my face because, you know, you think about that woman and the opportunities that makes me cry, the opportunities that she wasn't allowed. And she's like, those people gave you that job. Hello. Right. And I was like, okay, grandma, I hear you. And I, you know, and I, I just heard her and I knew that I had to do that job there, but it was still, I never let go of what I wanted to do. And then I just had to take, and then I finally quit. I finally quit that job. I was like, I'm out of investments of six years. I did that. And then finally I let my creative side go to where it needed to be. I starved, I starved a good 15 years. I think I starved up until now. Sometimes that's how I feel. And, you know, lots and lots and lots of sacrifice to be creative, to be, you know, to be the writer, be the singer, be the dancer, be the actor, whatever it is, um, especially for being creative, it seems like there's that sacrifice of kind of, you know, having to starve for a while. And that's another thing she said, don't, don't beat yourself with the poor stick. And I wish she was alive for me to ask her, does that mean, does that mean don't be poor for no reason? Or does that mean don't beat yourself with the poor me? Right. And maybe a little of both. I mean, both. You, I, oh, you got me buzzing right now. You know, that mother wit and hearing yes. you tell that story about your grandmother definitely is making me think about my grandmother. And they had the wisdom mm -hmm. and the knowledge for you. OK, not yep. formal education, but, you know, mother wit is what is instinctively in you that comes out in a way you know yeah. i had another elder in my life and she would all i mean she was a city councilwoman uh her name is fanny m lewis god rest her soul cleveland ohio um she wow. was and it still is even in her death or in the afterlife uh, you know the longest serving a, con a councilwoman on the Cleveland City Council. She was there for almost 30 years. And I remember her, Pepper, I mean, listening to you talk about your grandmother reminds me of women of that generation. Ooh. So my maternal grandmother was born in 1915. I think uh, Councilwoman Lewis was born in, uh, she was born in the 1920s. So, you know, my grandmother was maybe five to 10 years, certainly uh, over her. But I just think it's something about that generation of yeah. women and men women. um that that teach us lessons that you can't learn in a classroom you can't sit at somebody's Absolutely. desk you don't have somebody that is you know with uh doctor's degrees uh, being able to impart in you what the women of those generations were able to impart and I remember her sitting across the table in a council meeting. She would always sit at the same end of the table every single <laughs> meeting. People knew if it was a committee that Miss Lewis was on, you don't sit in her seat. And one of the directors, I think it was the service director, and she was asking him a question about you know city services, which would be uh, uh, snow removal, picking up the garbage, that kind of thing. And he, he gave his answer, and she said, Director, that's clear as mud. In other words, I don't understand a thing you just said. It, it ain't making no sense. Break it down. <laughs> it was just beautiful, you know, That's and powerful. to hear, yeah, very powerful to hear you just say what your grandmother said and wishing so much that she was here so she can interpret it just a little oh. more. But I think a it's both more. of those things, but I would love to know which one of the two. Yeah, like um, grandma? Yeah, tell grandma, tell us. <laughs> so 
there's so much in what we're talking about right now that I don't really want to move yet. I kind of want to rest right here. And I want our Hello Somebody family to rest with us. So part of a system, an organization, a brand. And when your grandmother said to you, you know, isn't it good or a blessing that these people gave you a job? Yeah. And that motivated you yeah. to see your situation. Now, let me know if I'm interpreting this correctly, to see your situation with new eyes. So you always knew that this was not going to be where you were going to be forever. Yes. However. Exactly. However. Grandma helped you to see this situation with new eyes. Completely. And it was almost like the mud thing because, you know, she was slapping me too. Like, I don't want to hear you complain. And also at the same time, because it also was about color, it was about race and racism. And, and I knew, and in our family, we are very much about your chambers, represent the chambers and make us proud and you better hold your head up. And not that I wasn't holding my head up, but it also was about that as well. We are, you're, this is not just about you. This is about generations to come. This is about my generation. This is about your father. This is about your brothers, you know, and it, put that weight on my shoulders um, in a positive way. We know that that weight can be a little overwhelming sometimes, but it just, you know, I'm going to rephrase that because in a way it was more like, I like to use this analogy of how we step on and step in faith on our, with our ancestors or on the hands of our ancestors, that kind of thing. Yes. I think it, it put me on that path of like, a lot has happened for you to be here. Um, and it just, yeah, it makes me appreciate, it just made me appreciate, but it also in some ways, honestly, it made me sad because it made me sad because I knew that, that she, yes, she didn't have the choice, but it made me sad that that was, that it was, it was small. You know, I'm not being disrespectful, but it was the feeling of like, there's so much out there. There's so much to life. There are so many things that we can do, but Sometimes, of again, to that generation, it was here, you know, this is, and so you better, and, and also, yeah, you can dream, but let's have, let's have some reality. Yeah, be realistic. Let's be realistic. Yeah, that to me is both a blessing and a curse, Ooh. because you're right, they were limited by their experience and the very real need to be in survival mode at all times Time. uh, based on a system that even today in the 21st century still does not see the beauty and the brilliance of black people in ways that have changed mm -hmm. the systemic realities uh, we do have more opportunities no doubt we have more technology at our disposal no doubt i think people's awareness is pierced no doubt but some of the same constructs that our grandparents had around them to either limit them or boost their resolve. Yes, yes. It, it's still what we have to deal with. So I can picture you having to deal with two worlds that on one hand, and both of these things can be true at the same time. On one hand, what your grandmother was saying in her limited, based on the world that was created for mm -hmm. her and what she had to endure and also what she watched her parents endure. Right? She's, she's oh. carrying all of that with her. Absolutely. She's saying, you got a job, almost like settle in a way. But if you peel back the layer, she's also saying, 
they picked you and do you know what it would have taken for somebody like me or my parents to be picked in that way? So I think maybe in her own way, she saw both the progress and the reality of the moment. Yeah. And really, sometimes you need somebody to shake you. It's almost like slapping you. Yes. They picked you. They picked you. And somebody would love to trade places with you, even though you're not where you want to be. They yeah. picked you. You. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. I, when I talk about my grandmother, that generation, grandmother, grandfathers, mm -hmm. they were robbed. They were robbed. Oh, man. Oh man. Right. 911, so what's your emergency? 911, what's your emergency? I've been robbed. Robbed of what? Robbed of opportunity, robbed of my brilliance, robbed yes. of knowing my beauty, robbed Ugh. of community stability, robbed of opportunity. Robbed. Robbed all the time. All the time. And you know, my grandmother was very, very religious. And sometimes I wonder if that was the way 
to reclaim power. You know, she was a pastor's wife and all this. And, and, and I just think about like, that's what you have control over. And it's a big topic. I haven't thought about it this way. That's what you have control over and you build your world and that's where your community comes from. And that's where your strength and your power and your status, that's where, that's where it comes from. And nobody can take that away from people. You know, like you cannot take my place away from me. You cannot take my religion away from me. You can try and mess with it, but you can't take that away. And I think she used that. I could just see she'd be like this. And, and this is her ring, actually. And she'd be sitting there. <laughs> she'd As be Pepper has a ring. Pepper, which finger do you have that ring on? Oh. Because Yes, because I'm married now, but I have grandma's um, engagement ring on my wedding finger along with my husband's grandmother's. So I purposely put family on that wedding ring so I was protected. And then on my right hand, I wear my grandmother's uh, wedding ring. So I'm like this, like my Wonder Woman. Yes, come on. (laughs) Bracelets, baby. Right, exactly, my bracelets. Keep me protected, please. So. Yeah, so I think yes, that's robbing. And I wrote a play about this too that um, that we are that was commissioned to, to do. And so I chose to write about being robbed. So I have this concept of this man whose family member's land was stolen from him, and then that person ended up going on to make a billion dollar company. Meanwhile, that land should have belonged to somebody else, and they would have had the billions. And that crap we know was going on and on. And also now I'm fired up. So I was doing ancestry stuff and my my the father of my grandma that we're talking about, he apparently had some oil patent concoction or something and somehow was robbed of it. This is the story. I, I'm still trying to find out all the details, but the concept was that he had an idea and something to do with gas stations and gasoline and oil and then never got that dream never came to fruition. And their family would have had an incredible amount of generational wealth if that let's, had let's, happened. Let's rest right there, Pepper. That is very true in the African American experience. Yes. That we, I mean, we're still talking about being robbed, and yep. and when you land ownership is very much uh, attached to the DNA of what it means to be a successful. Uh, person in America, we know early in the founding that only land owning white men could vote, could participate really in politics. Then they expanded that, you know, franchise to white men. And then we know, you know, the the abolitionist movement and, and the freedom movement for our ancestors who were enslaved as chattel. And then we have the, the Civil War amendments of the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment, and then Black men got the right to vote. And although they did because of those amendments, circumstances within the states still thwarted their abilities at times to be able to fully realize that new right that they should have had yeah. all along. And so to your point, uh, people may remember, they walked down memory lane with us, uh, General Sherman's a special mm. order number 15 it was supposed yeah. to be given to freed men and women freed people 40 acres and a and mule. a mule and hearing yeah. you describe what you wrote in this play about how different the life or the lives of those people who were robbed would have been yeah. think about us as a people yeah. as a collective african-american people how different our lives yes would have been had we had our ancestors 
gotten that those 40 acres. Absolutely. It just, it drives me nuts to the point where I have to stop thinking about it. Do you know sure. what I mean? It's like, it, it, because the, 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 the opportunity, what could have been is so, so big. Both sides, like look at, you got two families, mother and father, because they had land too on my mother's side. Like it's insane and it's frustrating. And so then, okay, because it's so frustrating, you're like, okay, what can we do now? What can we do now? You use politics in your voice and you you talk about stuff, right? I use my words and I use my art because that's all I got. That's my tool. Because otherwise, yes, we can, we can be in the mire pit. We can sit around and keep talking about how shitty crappy it is, <laughs> you know? Yes. But then once we get emotionally, yes, we I never let go of the emotion, never let go of the past and the, and the history and all of that. But now what can I do? What should I do? What will I do? What can I do? Because we can't not do nothing. Amen. We can't do nothing. <laughs> we can't. We cannot. We can't afford to. I mean, we no. owe so much to the people Oof. who came before us. It's, yeah. it's incalculable. And we can never repay them for no. all the hell that they caught to just try to exist. Exactly. And just except to, to be here, right? Yeah. To be, exist. And what aren't we, the, you say it, everyone said it, like us being here, you and us talking together, even being in this moment, having this opportunity. We've both got to go to college. We have a vernacular that is fabulous. You know, like we, this, this is the gift. Like this is beautiful. It is. We're so and lucky, we, so privileged, so blessed. We really are. I mean, it reminds me of Maya Angelou when she said, you know, still, still, I, still, I rise that poem that I love so, so very much. So and she's, we are the hope and the dream of the slave. Oh, feel good. And then there's a t-shirt and I'm not sure who created it, but uh, I, my son was wearing it. Uh, he has worn it, you know, over the, over the last couple of years. And I, I think it reads, I am my ancestors' wildest dreams. Oh, Come on now. Yes, I, know. <laughs> I am. <laughs> you know, reminds me of what Reverend Jesse Jackson, I am somebody. <laughs> I am my ancestors' am. wildest dreams. But Pepper, if we think about Woo. that, if we just stretch that out, right? And right. I want, because I know that people from all walks of life are listening to us, so we get it. We're yes. talking about this from the African-American experience, but they could take this same and put, you know, I am Absolutely. somebody because I'm a woman. I am somebody, um, but yes. because, you know, whatever. Put the identity in there that you want. I am somebody. Everything. I am my ancestors. Right. And let's be honest, oh, a lot of dream. people, like everyone came from places, right? No matter yes. what you look like, you somebody somebody was in that position. Even if we take like, let's say, um, people that came here from Hungary or people that came here from Italy or from wherever Ireland, they did yes. or Ireland, whatever they had, there was a moment in your history somewhere where somebody did not have opportunity and oh, somebody God. had to crawl and fight for something. So, yes. and that's it. like, I always believe in humanity that we can, we always have some similarities, something that we can connect on. And that's why you can't be pointing fingers at people. Um, because somewhere along the way, we've had similar experiences. That's so it. I'm with you. That's it. Our, you know, sisters and brothers, family and friends from the Middle East, you know, whether it's Iran, exactly. Iraq. Yeah. Hey, somebody came from somewhere and somebody had to suffer at some point yes. in your family's line. For the most part, I mean, most of us share that yes. experience. There are a few exceptions, but most right. people um, <laughs> share that experience. So it is leading me. We, we have a, a we're going to have a quote moment. And this is from the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Faith 
is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. Go on, take it away, Pepper Chambers. <laughs> the whole staircase. Oh my God. I'm seriously buzzing with excitement. Okay, so, whew, faith. All right, so I always believed, I always believed that I would be a star. And to me, the definition of that star meant literally name and lights, red carpet, famous. You know, I was like, I'm going for that. I deserve that. But I also know, I got to tell you, as I've gotten older, I learned that that was really more about validation and being seen and that. So I'll put a pin right there. But that was my, my goal. It's like, I knew it. And then as I've gone through life and gone through these experiences, I'm like, being a star means something else. And what it means is what I already, what people tell me, like how you started this, it's, it's my internal. It is my, you know what I mean? Like, really? And that's what gets me. I don't, that star, I am a light. I am the inspiration. I am the, I'm the spotlight. And, and no one can turn that off and no one's going to turn that off you know and so that's so i'm still a star you know my name is in some light my name is printed in some places and then maybe one day still i'll still i'll have my my red i'm not giving up not giving up but it's and it goes to one of my favorite quotes quotes is you know be you because everyone else is taken Come and, on now. Right? Ooh, and ooh, oh ooh, my ooh. gosh, doesn't that make you cry sometimes? Yes, be you because everyone else is taken. Oh my God. We we de- we are definitely going to have to do this again. <laughs> you are a light. You are a star. <laughs> you are such a beautiful person. And I'm sure most people who listen to Hello Somebody regularly, and, and we're bringing in new family members all the time. So I want to thank the, the new listeners so much for tuning in with us. But most people who have been following us, we are in our second season. Can you believe this? On iHeart, uh, the Black Effect Network, it is such a beautiful place. When you think about privilege and opportunity, this is such a dynamic opportunity that we have. But most people who tune in probably have heard me mention your name many, many, many times, but particularly in my thank you message to the Hello Somebody team before every show starts, and that you, my darling, you are a brilliant mind, and we get to reap the benefits of that brilliant mind, and I'm glad you do many projects with many wonderful people who are trying to be the change they want to see in the world, but you are, you you write our copy and our description. I mean, you really put into words, you bring it, this show to life in writing, and so every week, Pepper creates carefully crafted and engaging material for Hello Somebody podcast. And I am truly, truly, truly from all four chambers of my heart grateful to have her, to call her both a friend and also a colleague. And my God, this has been an awesome journey for the both of us so far. And I still believe the best is yet to yes. come. Yes, so hello beautiful. somebody. Hello. Can you believe it? I'm so excited. And let me tell you, my brother years ago, my brother is it works in banking and he's very, you know, he's creative, but not. And he said, Oh, Pepper, you should find a way to get on iHeart. And I was like, Darnell, that's never gonna. I yeah, sure. Thank you. I don't know. And now 
Wow. I was sitting there writing one of those. I was listening and I was writing the show notes and I was like, oh my God, I'm on iHeart. And then, and that doesn't give you chills. And then now here yes. we're talking and again, I'm on iHeart. I can't, I cannot take it. I cannot take it. So it literally took six, seven years. I don't know how long ago that was. And it is not here in the form that I expected. That's the biggest thing when we are going for our dreams and our goals and our hopes. It's and you all the time, right? God says it, whoever your spiritual thing is, it is, it's going to show up, but it's, it may not look the way you expected, but man, your eyes better be open. Oh, to receive it. So, so your, yes. your brother said that to you and look at you, yes. your name is in lights. I wish people could see us doing the, what is this? The chorus girl arms. We're doing the, chorus girl. the chorus girl arms. It feels good though. It feels good. It really does. It's I open. invite everybody that's listening to us right now to, do the chorus girl arms. Do the chorus girl. Oh, arms it's good wide, for you. Arms wide. Yes. Hands wide open to receive, baby. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a great testimony? It 100% is. Those words into the universe. He and did. And what you said, though, just to remind people as we wind down this yeah. episode there are so many great nuggets of wisdom in this particular episode i can i'm i want to leap out of my skin but one thing again another thing because you've said many mm -hmm. one things that when we put together is just a beautiful chorus mm -hmm. the thing you just said about what you are asking for or what you are seeking may not show up in the way you thought it would Right. And you got to be open and ready to see it at all times. And I give that right back to you, S&T. You've been through a lot. We love you. And it's going to, you know what I mean? Showing up in ways you didn't imagine. Come didn't on. Expect. Showing up. But it should, But the key word is it still showed up. They'll show up and coming. It is coming. Hello, it so is fine. here and it is coming. Oh, it. It this is. has been great. There's a saying <laughs> that what you are seeking is seeking you. you so make sure you seeking things that are beautiful come on because right. it's seeking right. you well pepper the hot one uh, it has been absolutely amazing to spend some time with you and yeah. to help our hello somebody family get to know our team a little deeper it. and uh, I, I do I love you so so very much and Thank people can you. find you in your own right I mean yes you are part of the hello somebody uh, team but you have your own you know your own company the things that you do and so they can find you at pepperchambers.com and also uh, pen and pen and pepper yeah I love that. as well <laughs> so please please what you are seeking is seeking you so go ahead and go and seek out Pepper, the hot one. Go check her out on pepperchambers.com or pinandpepper.com. And she is on Twitter at pepper, the hot one. Hello, somebody is a production of iHeartRadio and the Black Effect Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue, with its powerful 
VC turbo engine? Well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.